Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Derek Zhu, and you're listening to Ramblings from Nowhere with Jason Hull. Jason, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? Oh, man, I'm good. A little tired, but uh, but not too bad. Everything going well in Jamestown? Oh, you know, just you're, as the title says, Ramblings from Nowhere, so <laughs> there's not much to say. Right. Other than it's Jamestown. We put it we, we repaved the roads the other day, so that was probably the most exciting thing that happened. Hey man, Mazeltov. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Well we do have a lot to talk about this week, but before we get into everything, let's just go ahead and take care of some housekeeping stuff. Uh, hey, we would love for you to rate, review, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and all the podcasting platforms. This is the first episode, so uh, it'll be coming out in small doses here and there, but we'd love to have you guys subscribe. Uh, give us those five-star reviews. Those are going to help us get uh, seen by more people, and that'll have more people subscribe and, and the whole kit and caboodle. Uh, we're all over social media, so you can join Ramblings from Nowhere. You can join the Facebook group, uh, Ramblings from Nowhere. Just type that in the search bar, and it'll pop up. You can give us a follow on Twitter at Ramblings From and on Instagram at RFN underscore podcast. So all sorts of great places for you to connect with Jason and myself. And we would love to hear from you guys uh, as this thing keeps rolling out. So we got a few pop culture tidbits we want to share with you guys this week before we roll into our main event. So let's get to the first one right now. Jason, huge HBO Max presentation is slated for late October. Now, according to John Arvidon from CBR.com, there's going to be a huge presentation at the Warner Brothers lot in Burbank that will focus on pricing, features, and product demos for their new HBO Max streaming uh, podcast, or excuse me, streaming platform. Uh, I thought it was pretty interesting that they were trying to roll this out two weeks before the launch of Disney Plus. Uh, in that interview, or uh, in that article rather, Robert Greenblatt, the Warner Media Entertainment and Direct to Consumer, uh, he's the chairman of both of those things. He revealed that HBO Max would have an array of original content plus exciting acquisitions, the very best of Warner Brothers libraries, with, of course, Friends being name-dropped there. So uh, no price point was given, but i got to ask the question, man, how much are you willing to pay for this, and is it something that you're definitely going to get when it rolls out uh, in the not-so-distant future? Well, price point, you know, you almost have to hit that sweet spot, I think, you know, nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll be that. I, I would think more along that fourteen ninety nine. But um, honestly, I don't know if I'm going to get this. Even though Friends would be enough to get me on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just so there's so many streaming services today. Uh, I cut I cut the cable cord, so now I use Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, and occasionally uh, a couple others but you know the big all the big ones that you think of right off the bat and of course you know Disney plus that's a given I'll get that one sure um, the Warner Brothers stuff is kind of interesting to me just for the DC content that they're gonna put on there because mm-hmm. I don't know if they're gonna fold the the DC streaming platform that they've got right now there's lots of rumors going around that they are Um I think I posted something today on our Facebook group about uh, Titan Season 2. Uh, I was kind of interested to see what it was about, but I'm still not sure. Um, the only thing that really interested me about that whole thing was Swamp Thing. 
which they canceled before it ever went to. Well, they didn't cancel, but they they cut the ser- the season short and canceled it at the end of that. So right. I, I don't know how much faith I have in what they're doing with the DC stuff, which would be the biggest draw for me and friends, of course. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, well, on that same vein, I think that I read um, a link or something in that article on CBR.com that said that they weren't going to mess with the DC universe, whatever that is. I hope so, but I, are, are you splitting your user base? I yeah. mean, I don't want to pay for DC Universe and HBO Max. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. I, and of course, the, you know the HBO stuff's a big draw too. I kind of left it out there, but um, I've got <laughs> there's another one. I've got HBO now, mm-hmm. so you know I don't have to worry about that again. I don't want to pay for now and that. Right. It, it's kind of weird what they're doing. Um, I mean, you kind of get in the same situation with um, Disney Plus and Hulu because, you know, Disney basically owns, they've got the majority of ownership in Hulu. Right. So you've got that, but uh, I, I don't see them putting a lot of their original content on there. I think Disney's going to, well, not think they're going to put their backing behind Disney Plus. I mean, that's where you want to be. If you're a Disney fan or a Marvel fan or a Star Wars fan. So, I don't know. I go back and forth on this stuff. I, I don't, honestly, right now, though, I don't see myself getting this at all. Okay. Um, I think that it's going to have to be in that fourteen ninety nine price range um, just because that's what HBO Now is right now. Uh, I know that my Netflix just went up. Mm-hmm. Um I just bought a new TV last week, and so I upgraded my Netflix package, and so now it's like $18 a month. Which you is, went 4K, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, uh, jealous. Which is super ridiculous to have that as your you know, price point for, for Netflix. So yeah. if uh, if this Warner Brothers thing can come in at a you know with, with good content and at a cheaper cost, I'll, I'll probably drop Netflix and keep or go Will over. You? Yeah. Because, man, honestly, I don't watch Netflix as much as I think that I do. And if and if all the Marvel Star Wars stuff is going to Disney, then I the really don't have – yeah, I mean, I really don't have a reason to, you know. Um, I can watch Glow. Like, I'll pick it up for a month and watch Glow when Glow comes back, which Glow mm-hmm. comes back this week. Um, but besides that, man, it's really not – there's really not much that I, that I watch on it. Uh, I get Hulu for free through my Sprint subscription. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I watch that I watch a lot of Amazon Prime and then I'll just buy movies through Vudu and watch it through there uh, of course and then you know I've got the WWE Network that takes up a lot of my time as well so um, yeah if this thing works and it and it does real well and it brings in a lot of really good content for uh, for a cheaper price point I'm I'm all in well my thing is on the Netflix side I've got Stranger Things Glow. Mindhunter Season 2 is getting ready to come out uh, this month, maybe mm-hmm. next month. Um, <clears throat> but I also thought, you know, they have The Office, and they lose The Office because Universal NBC is about to unveil their streaming right. platform, too. Right. It's it's a mess. I mean, it's hard to decide what you want to go with. But for me, uh, Stranger Things and Glow – and Mindhunter, Mindhunter, I can't talk, are the, the three biggies that keep me on Netflix. 
Um, I know what you're saying. I don't watch Netflix as much as I used to, but uh, those three alone are enough to keep me. And I can get all my Warner Brothers stuff, like you said, through Voodoo, movie-wise and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Friends thing hurts. I started rewatching it again on Netflix for the umpteenth <laughs> time, actually, after yeah. that news. But uh, we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes out. Yeah, I mean, it really is just becoming like the 21st century version of cable. You know, yeah. the funny thing is, everybody had cable. Cable or DirecTV, either one, run roughly, you know, almost $100, depending on your package. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So here come these streaming services, let you cut that cord, and hey, I can get Netflix for, what it, What was it? It wasn't even nine ninety nine when it first came out. I think it was maybe even five ninety nine if you did streaming only. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I can't remember, so I could be wrong. Somebody can correct me on that one. But anyway, uh, now when you look at it, if I was to add up all the streaming services I have, you know, I'm looking at the same price. As right. What, you know, cause I, I have DirecTV now as well. So that's, I can't it's $50, I think, because I added HBO. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just. You're getting to the point where you're you're still paying the same amount you paid before. You're just paying it to a lot more people. Yep. Yep. And I mean, ultimately, that's the goal, right? Like that's yes, it is. That's what they always want. So I, I think Disney's. It, I, I we can finish on after this if you want, but I think Disney's on the, in the driver's seat on this one. I really do because we've got to look at it, and I think when they when that thing hits. It'll be interesting to see what numbers look like at some of the other ones once this is all said and done. It's hard to compete with a company like Disney now. Yeah. I mean, what did I see? Their movies had grossed over $7 billion this year. Uh, I mean, that sounds right when you think I mean, about that's, that is, and that's crazy yeah. to think that one movie company, granted they have more things, of course, but I mean, the, the movies alone, alone, have made seven billion dollars so that's a lot of people to get behind one streaming service yep yeah do you think that this hurts them at all like you know it's it's coming out two weeks before uh no. disney plus you don't think it's gonna put it oh, does it hurt armor? disney or yeah or warner no i don't think it hurts disney at all i don't I, people like me i mean it, it has no it doesn't phase me at all yeah I, I don't think twice. Like I said, as big of a comic book fan as I am and that DC stuff, um, you know, uh, first of all, the way the movies have been treated, you know, why would I even worry about watching those? Who would want to stream those? I mean, sure. you know, but uh, Disney, be- between having a four-year-old daughter and a wife and myself that are huge Disney fanatics and, you know, on top of the Marvel and, of course, Star Wars stuff that I've grown up with, I mean, it's a shoe in Friends. As much as I love Friends, it, it could be my favorite. It could, it could be my favorite sh- uh, sitcom of all time. Okay. Honestly, and and I have come close to buying, you know, box sets of it back in the day, DVD, Blu-ray, whatever, and haven't. But there's no choice for me. I mean, it's it's Disney all the way. Yeah. What about you? Do you does, do you think it'll hurt? Will it hurt your? Uh, Getting the getting in the subscription, nah, I can't talk. Getting in the subscription game. No, I, I don't think so at all. I mean, I'll I'm going to get the Disney Plus regardless. 
Like, I could be completely okay with just having Disney Plus for a while. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, just with all the content and things that's going to be on there. So mm-hmm. uh, even if times get tough and I'm not able to have just but one, that would be the one that I would keep. So yeah, um, if I had if 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 I had to choose just one, I would I would do Disney and I would find another way, be it you know buying sets when they come out on Blu-ray or whatever or right. digital through Vudu, whatever I'd have to do. That, that if I could just if I had to choose one, that would be it. Yeah, Disney Plus. Yeah, I think that's probably the the right way to go about it. So, we'll see, man. Uh, like I said, that comes, that starts, or excuse me, that drops on the 29th, that presentation. Uh, so, should be interesting to see where that goes. And I assume by that point, we'll have a price point. And, um, they said that there'll be some demos and things that'll be there as well. Um, so, if you're in the Burbank area, go check that thing out. It doesn't say that it's not open to the public. So, try to try to hook that up. Uh, from one Disney thing to, uh, to the next, since, you know, Disney owns everything now, Andy Serkis, uh, set to direct Venom 2, per the Hollywood Reporter, the Lord of the Rings star will be helming the sequel to Sony's 2018 film that, that unbelievably grossed $856 million at the global box office. I had no idea that it was that successful. I'm, I'm happy that it was. Uh, you and I don't think we've ever really talked about it. Are you, are you Venom, uh, the Venom movie fan? <clears throat> I I've tried to watch it numerous times. Okay. And I fall asleep every time. No excuse. <laughs> it, I I don't know what. Maybe I'm getting old, or you know I don't know what. But I want to like it because I like Tom Hardy. I think he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. I can't think of too many movies he's been in that I don't like. But I don't know. There's just something about it that that puts me to sleep. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what about you guys reviewed it over at Saw Something Scary, didn't you? We did, yeah. So what did uh, you think of it? I don't know if I ever listened to that uh, one. Dude, it's the, it's one of my favorite bad movies of all time. Mm. Like it, it is not a good movie, but Tom Hardy is so committed to that character, and I just I had such a fun time watching it in the theaters that uh, I, matter of fact, I watched it uh, two days ago. I own it and uh, was just flipping through uh, my voodoo trying to figure out what I wanted to watch and it popped up and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll check this out. So uh, I rewatched it again and it's it's just as bad as it was the first time, but it, it, there's something about it. I just really enjoy it. And uh, the, you know, the hook at the end of the movie was they did a, a credit scene where Tom Hardy goes to interview, uh, oh man, Clay, what's his name? Uh, Cletus Cassidy. Thank you, Cletus Cassidy. Thank you, uh, the guy who uh, plays Carnage, and it's Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, that was enough to hook me for the next one. See, so, I almost want to try and watch it again, just to see that that stinger at the end. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to have to do, I guess, is I'm going to have to watch it at noon with all the blinds <laughs> open, you know, as loud as I can when nobody's here. Right. But I don't. There's just something about it that I cannot. I can't keep my eyes open. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I, it, I mean, and I like a bad movie probably more than just about anybody. Yeah. I mean, I, that, I've watched them my entire life, and I don't know. Maybe I'll get back to you with that, with a with a mini review on that one at some point. Yeah, I, I, please do. I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people took Jeff and I to task over the fact that we we gave it such a glowing review. But the fact of the matter is, is 
you know, Jeff and I talked about it this way too. He's like, we've almost gotten to the point where we're so, what's the word, snobbish about our comic book movies that mm-hmm. when something like this comes along, that's clearly like a B movie. <laughs> we uh, we tend to want to throw it under the bus because it's not it's not the the uh, same as what Marvel usually puts out. Right. Uh, but I I had a lot of fun with it, and so. I, I understand why people didn't like it, but I also can understand why you probably why you fell asleep through it. I really can't understand that, but um, uh, I have a lot of fun with it. Obviously, somebody liked it. Eight hundred fifty-six million. Yeah. And a sequel coming out. Yeah. Which I'm more excited for the sequel than I am than I ever was for the uh, first one. And you know, to its credit, the trailers for that for the first one, which we haven't seen one for this, you know, or anything, but the trailers got me pretty hopped up for that one i mean it looked pretty amazing at the time yeah uh you know that it the the darkness to it and everything you know a little more seedy underbelly of the marvel universe type of deal going on uh and i've always been a venom fan uh so you know i was on board but it just puts me to sleep but now this uh andy circus you to me you can't go wrong i don't think i've seen a role that he's been in that i did not like what he's done Maybe the movie wasn't greatest, you know, King Kong, not the greatest movie, but I loved him in it. You know, Black Panther is Ulysses S. Claw, spot on. So um, I've gotten pretty high hopes for this one, pretty excited. And Tom Hardy, uh, you know, like I said, I'll give his movies a shot all day. Yeah, I mean, I think Tom Hardy's probably my second favorite actor in the world right now. So, Who's the first? No, you don't have to answer, I know. Yeah, uh, me. I'm my favorite actor. <laughs> now, uh, of course, Robert Downey Jr. is number one, and then I really do think Tom Hardy is probably number two. So, uh, I'm pumped about this. You know, well, we know that Hardy's on board. Do you think that they'll bring in Woody Harrelson to do the, the Carnage thing in this one? I hope so. Yeah. He can play that crazy character, you know, to a T. Um the, you know, the character in the comics is pretty uh, pretty crazy, yeah to say the least. And uh, not to go, I really don't want to spoil too much for people that don't know about the character. But uh, I think back to Harrelson in uh, Natural Born Killers, mm-hmm. that that character. And, uh, you know, I can see I can see him doing this. Uh, and, you know, Woody Harrelson, great actor. So I hope he comes back and I hope they move forward with the storyline. Surely they will. I they might go in a different direction, but I hope not. Yeah. Do you hope that eventually we get to see Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock and Tom Holland's Peter Parker together? You know, I've thought about that off and on quite a bit because um, I've become uh, pretty smitten with Tom Holland as uh, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put a thing on the page the other day ranking, you know, your favorite Spider-Man over the years. And, uh, I mean, as much as I love the Tobey Maguire one and what him and, uh, what him and Rami, Rami brought to the show, you know, giving you an actual Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love Spider-Man 2, um, Tom Holland just gets it. I mean, he's perfect for that role to me. Yeah. So I think, uh, I, I, I think I would like to see it if done right. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know how you would really do that because uh, they want 
Venom to be an anti-hero. So, I mean, you would get the your standard let's meet, let's fight, let's make up, let's team up type of deal. Right. You know, I, I would like to see something different out of it. But I don't know if Marvel's interested in doing that. Although they should think about it again, eight hundred and fifty six million, you know. Yeah. Let's let's do this. So Well, now what I I think what I read maybe a week or so ago is that Kevin Feige is looking to make nine different Spider Man movies with Tom Holland. Three while he's, Spider-Man. Yeah, three while he's in uh, high school, three while he's in college, and three while he is an adult. Um, I mean, I think he's got the perfect actor to do that with, and I think that eventually you're going to have to get him to meet up with either Carnage, Venom, or both. You, you can't avoid it, I don't think. I mean, there's, they are major players in his rogue gal- uh, gallery. Mm-hmm. So... I don't see how you can't, and I don't see how you could. I mean, they can't. They can do whatever they want. I, I well, no, they can't because they don't have the rights to those characters. So, I mean, if you're going to do that, you don't have a choice but to play with Sony on this one. And uh, I hope they do. I, I don't know. I don't know what'll happen. Nine movies are that's a lot of movies for one character. Yeah, it is, but. You know, I, again, like, I think that you're, you know, well, when you look at it, I mean, Hugh Jackman played Wolverine in, what, ten different Wolverine That's movies? True. Or X-Men That's, movies? That's true. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. played Tony Stark, Iron Man, in three different Iron Man movies, four... Avengers movies. Four different Avengers movies, and Civil War, and so, had that cameo, cameo in uh, The Hulk, so... Well, in Homecoming, he was in yeah, that, Yeah, he was in Homecoming as well. So I think with the right character, with the right actor playing that character, um, you know, you're. you're I would good like to, go. to see it. I would like to see it. Uh, I would just rather. For me, Venom's always been a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was never that interested in his, his anti-hero turn, which all come about in the '90s and that whole comic book thing, which I won't go into. But I always thought he was a better villain than a good guy. Uh, I mean, the character, it, it, it screams villain. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I would be scared to death if the dude come and save me. <laughs> right. You see that? So, I, I would rather see a villain take on it and not just, like I said, your, your normal, let's fight, let's make up type of deal. Yeah. And I think Hardy could play that villain. I would like to see him go full villain with, with the Venom character. You know, because in the comics he didn't fight it; he embraced it. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, from when I was awake, he he tried to fight those evil tendencies that were happening with yeah. the with the symbiote. Yeah, and it's does, symbiote, by the way. Let's just get that straight. That <laughs> maybe that's why I fell asleep because how did they, they pronounce it? Symbi symbiote. I yeah, think it was something, something like that. Drove me nuts. Maybe that's why I fell asleep. <laughs> Still real to you, dang it. Always. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we'll obviously keep an eye out on uh, on what's going on with this. Pretty excited to have Andy Circus on on board with this one and uh, see what he can do with Venom too. So. All right, my man. Let's uh, let's hop into it. Let's hop into the reason that we're here. Uh, this past Friday, 
uh, Hobbs and Shaw, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, came out over the weekend. I think it made over $60 million domestically with like a $180 million worldwide debut. Uh, I, If you have listened to our uh, Sauce of the Scary podcast with myself and, and my co-host Jeff Wright, you know that, I, that Jeff is an avid Fast and Furious fan. Uh, I am not. I fell off around the second one. Uh, I've never seen Tokyo Drift. Uh, I came back for Fast Five, I think it was, whichever one that The Rock first, first started. Rock. In. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and and like you with Venom, could not keep myself awake through it. Uh, and then was uh, I don't know if this is public knowledge or not, but I was cast in the one that Paul Walker died in. And then seven. Uh, okay. Curious seven. Yes. Yeah. So I was cast to be an extra in that one. Uh, the day he died was when I got cast. So then they were like, "Oh yeah, Paul Walker died, so we're gonna shut production down." And uh, then I never got a call back for it. So I'm a little salty with the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> but uh, dude, I had a blast watching this one. I don't. I hate to give away the whole bag right here, but I well, I had so much fun. Let's just. Get it out of the way up front. Um, when we do these reviews, I talked to Derek, and we're we're not going to throw spoiler warnings out. We're just going to go with it. So if you want to watch the movie before you hear us talk about it, I would probably just fast forward through this part um, because it's I just I just like to talk about the movie and not worry about having to not spoil as I go. So just, I just wanted, sorry, Derek. I just wanted to get that out of the way. Oh no, you're fine. So, uh, where were we? I'm sorry. Uh, just talking about how much fun this movie was, man. This, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. I mean, right from the beginning of the movie, it, it's, it's a roller coaster. Uh, I think it makes me think of a, I think I told somebody a big dumb '80s action movie, which I love. Mm-hmm. It, it it really does feel like one. Yeah. Um. I, it it's just nonstop, and like there's one-liners coming left and right. Uh, the action is it's good. I mean, it's fun. I I don't think there was a time where I was bored during the movie, or you know, wanting to get on to the next scene. Mm-hmm. Uh. It's it's uh, it's good. I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I really did like this movie way more than I thought I would. I thought I was going to like it, but I liked it like to the nth degree. Uh, I've always liked The Rock in these movies as Hobbs or Dwayne Johnson, I should say. Now I'm sorry. Uh, and Jason Statham has always been one of my favorites, and the two of them together. I didn't realize there's going to be so much comic gold come out of it. The the crazy part to me about Dwayne Johnson is is that he feels like he could do a buddy comedy movie with darn near anybody, anybody. and it be and it be good. Like he did Central Intelligence a couple years ago with Kevin Hart and I, Loki. That's one of my favorite comedies uh, that's come out probably in the last ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was Statham, but even like the chemistry he had with Ryan Reynolds, I was like, I want to see Dwayne Johnson and would Ryan Reynolds. Work? Yeah, I I think that it would be uh, fantastic. But then not not also that, but like I'd like to see he and Vanessa Kirby 
do something outside of this. How good was Vanessa Kirby? She was fantastic. I didn't realize that uh, until I looked that she was the White Widow from uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah. Or Fallout. Yeah. I did not realize. I knew I had seen her somewhere, and I was like, who is that? And then I looked back, and I was like, okay. All right. Man, and she she got some serious fight scenes in there, too. That one with her and The Rock. Mm -hmm. Man, that was good stuff. And funny. Wow. Yeah, they did a really good job with her character in the fact of like, you know, one of one of the great things about the Fast and the Furious franchise is that it's always it's always had like powerful female characters. Uh, it's never a lot of the times. Well, for the, like the couple that I've seen, I guess my go-to point on this is Michelle Rodriguez. I really don't have right. much much of a, a thing to talk about, but I know like wasn't Gina Carraro in one? Gina Carraro was in uh, six. If I'm yes six. You had uh, Gal Gadot in four, five, and six. And, of course, Michelle Rodriguez has been there for all of them, but uh, two and three and most of four. Oh, by the way, I've, I've watched these movies more than once. Yeah. Uh, uh, you've had those. You've had those. And, you, of course, you had uh, Ronda Rousey in seven. Okay. And... Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other. I'm probably skipping over some, but no, they they have they push strong female characters, which um, I love. Uh, I think it's great that you see that. Um, that's what you need to me. I mean, if it was just a bunch of dudes running around, you know, I don't. I really don't think I'd be that interested uh, in in the series as a whole. So I love it. I think it's great that you see these characters. Yeah, um, I thought that she she was great, and it's it's great to see. You know, I, I love the fact that in Hollywood right now there is a female empowerment movement going because yes. you know you have a daughter, and we, yes. we've talked about this before. You want her to have you want her to have positive role models that she can see on in these movies and on TV and things that, that where, where she can go. Oh, okay, I really can do anything. Um, I, I'm not just the damsel in distress. I'm not just the person that gets tied up on the train tracks with a guy twirling his mustache waiting on a guy in a white hat to come get me. Like, I can be my own hero. Exactly. Um, and so I love that about this movie. And, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, she, she goes to task with, with all of them, with, with Dwayne, with uh, Idris Elba, with uh, – well, I don't, I don't guess she really has anything to do with Jason Statham. I don't think they have a, a fight scene no. in it, but – um, no. She she holds her own. She doesn't feel out of place with those three guys, and those are three of the biggest stars in the world. And mm-hmm. Vanessa Kirby is right there with them. So, Kudos I hope they bring her, I hope they bring her back. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming there's going to be a, a second one. Yeah, <clears throat> and I, I hope they bring her back. Um, hey, what do you think of the story just overall? Um, I mean, I thought it was typical Fast and Furious Gaga, uh, but I enjoyed it. You know, uh, mm. but yeah, I mean, a super virus that's supposed to destroy the world. I mean, it, it did. If the thing about the rocks movies is they are, even though they implore or they imply a lot of uh, new technology and modern technology into them, they really are just eighties action flicks. Yes. He, he, I mean, he's Arnold and John. Mc, uh, he's Arnold and uh, Bruce and Sly with a tan. Like that's that's Dwayne. Uh, Skyscraper was the same way, man. Skyscraper was what, like, 
three different 80s action movies that you mm-hmm. can think of. Well, you and, know, of course, Die Hard comes to mind with that one. Wow. Right. Uh, and, this this really does feel like, you know what this feels like? I mean, of course, it's not the same or anything, but do you remember uh, Tango and Cash? Yeah. One of the greatest 80s action buddy flicks. You know, it's kind of in that same vein for me. And uh, it's it's it, it it's refreshing to be able to go to a movie and just sit back and just enjoy it for what mm-hmm. it is. At least for me, it was. I mean, you know, yes, it's is it ridiculous at times? Oh yeah. Is, is it? Uh, it's dumb at times, but it's dumb in the right way that mm. made me laugh and just have a good time with it. Yeah, it was it was dumb, but it felt like it knew that it was. It like, was playing that. It yeah. was playing that part. Mm-hmm. It was insanely. It was very tongue in cheek, um, but it but that was part of the charm of the whole thing. Yes, I agree. So, what do you think of uh, Idris Elba? Man, I love that dude. Uh, the whole the whole thing I kept thinking um, while I was watching that was, good God, could anybody have thought Charles Minor? was going to go from middle level uh, or mid-management on the office to one of the most <laughs> bad-A superhero or like one of the most bad-A action stars in Hollywood. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, and, and his versatility is what gets me because, I mean, he's he's in everything, it seems like, anymore. Because mm-hmm. like you said, you saw his uh, comedic chops in The Office. Uh, apparently, we're going to see getting get to see him sing in Cats. <laughs> uh, you'll get to see him in, sing in Cats. I'm not going anywhere near that. <laughs> uh, what else? We, you know, The Wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and amazing in The Wire. I mean, you know, if we want to talk about Idris Elba in The Wire, we could. It, it would be a whole podcast. Sure. Uh, so, and you know, it, I think this is the first uh, villain. In this this type of villain that I've seen him play, and he nailed it. Okay, you know, um, that that eighties villain. Is yeah, what I'm getting. yeah. I was gonna say the the role he played in the last Star Trek movie was I think is the most akin to what he played here. Yes, I forgot I'd forgotten about that one. Yes, in Beyond Star Trek Beyond, I'd forgotten mm-hmm. all about that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I thought it was neat uh, the the superpower aspect of him. And how he just absolutely wiped the floor with Statham and and Dwayne the entire time. Yeah. You know, I mean, up until the end, if you come near him, it was just a beatdown. It didn't hurt to watch some of those punches that he would land and stuff. Oh, yeah. So, uh, on that, let me, let me ask you this. So, I'm sitting there in the theater, and we're at the end fight sequence. Mm-hmm. You know, we've gone through all this to get to this point, and then the helicopter comes, and then that whole thing begins. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, this is absolutely the dumbest, most ridiculous thing that I have ever seen in my life, and I love every second of it. Yeah. I mean, I was laughing. Other people were kind of giggling, but I was cackling. Just watching all this nonsense happen. Yeah, I mean, great. Yeah, no, it, it's terrific. Uh, it, I mean, it really is. It's it's one of the most ludicrous things I've ever seen 
in cinema, but that's what is part of, again, that's part of the Fast and the Furious charm, right? Like, a week ago, one of the producers said, don't be surprised if we don't take these MFers to space. I hope so. I know you don't like Fast and the Furious, but it's like I've told another mutual mutual friend of ours that will remain nameless who hates Fast and the Furious with a passion. It, it's not a it's not a car movie, any or a movie about racing cars, about import racing or anything. And that's the the beauty of it. They took it with four and made it something completely different. I mean, yes, there's cars racing, blah blah blah, but not racing per se. Right. But they take took it and made something completely different. And if they want to take them to space, bring it on, is all I can say. <laughs> I will watch it regardless. And the same goes for Hobbs and Shaw. You know, I'm ready to see where they go with this. Yeah. Hey, well, real quick, what do you think of all the cameos? I loved Did you expect it. Them? Uh, Did you expect them? You know, I had I had read that Ryan Reynolds was going to be in it, uh, but I didn't I didn't expect Kevin Hart to pop up. Uh, of course, Roman Reigns is in the trailer. Uh, and mm. is all over the promotion for it and stuff. But, it, dude, I thought they were all great. Even the guy who plays his brother Jonah is a character actor that I've seen several times mm-hmm. in several different things, and I just I didn't expect him to show up. I thought it yeah. was really cool. I thought his brother was going to be this gigantic dude, you know? Yeah. And which he's not a small man, you know, at all. But, of course, when you're up against the rock, I mean, who's not small? Right. right? But uh, I was like, huh. And I was like, that's that one dude who I will not remember his name right now or anything, but I'm with you. I was like, I know that guy from a lot of movies. Yeah. Uh, the Kevin Hart one, I lost it when he stuck his head around the, the corner. Yeah. I, didn't, I was not expecting it. Um, I hope they bring him back for the next one. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Reynolds, he'll be back. Uh, him and The Rock, you're right. They have they have a just insane, insanely good banner. But yeah. I think Ryan Reynolds can talk crap with anybody. You know? Oh, sure. And the Roman Reigns, he did Roman Reignsy things. It yeah. wasn't bad. You know, they, they were smart. I don't think he said anything but Uso, maybe. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he had lines. You know, he played, He and I'm not putting him down, all you wrestling fans. You may want me to, but I won't. I thought he did a good job. He did the part. He played the part like he should have. Yeah. So um, I enjoyed it. Um, real quick, we're running out of time, but um, Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Now, this is going to get really spoilery right here. Um, you watched all the Stingers, right? Yeah. You know he's the villain. Yeah. All right. I'm not the only one. People were like, you've lost your mind. I was like, no. If you listen to the when, he, when the guy's talking to Idris Elba's character the whole time, mm-hmm. If you'll listen to it as it modulates in and out, you can hear Ryan Reynolds' voice. Yeah. But a lot of people are having a hard time expect, ex- accepting that. So, you know, just want to throw that out there. And that's why he'll be back, I hope. Yeah, I mean, I I hope that he's not the villain in uh, in the new one or in the Dude, next he one. Stabbed, he stabbed a brick through a man's chest. He's the bad guy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But, uh. But yeah, I think it's going to happen. Yeah. So, what do you think? Should we get scores? Sure, man. Let's do it up. Well, let's see. What are we doing? One, one to five? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's your show, man. I'm just here. 
Let's do. Let's do. Right now, we're still working on this, by the way, everybody. Um, let's just go scale one to five. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. Right now, I could probably go five, but uh, I'm gonna go with four. It was great. Uh, no complaints. Loved it from start to finish. Uh, can't recommend it enough. Yeah, I'd say uh, I, I'll go that too. I'd say four, four and a quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, if this is the kind of if you enjoy this kind of movie, which isn't for everybody, but if you enjoy this kind of movie, then I think um, I think there's not going to be a better one this summer. And uh, I had a lot of fun. I think outside of the Marvel movies, outside of Avengers and Spider-Man, this is the most fun I've had at the theater this year. Yeah, I can't. Well, I'm going to save one for here in just a second, but I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet, so I, that's mm-hmm. why I probably can't uh, comment on it. But uh, yeah, that that would be that would be my my point of view. So if you're if you're a fan of The Rock, if you're a fan of um, Jason Statham, Ryan Reynolds, Idris Elba, or the Fast and Furious franchise, even if you're not a fan of the Fast and Furious franchise, go check this movie out. I think. Yeah, really I don't think to. I don't think you need to. You don't have to have just real quick any. You don't really need to know anything about the Fast and Furious franchise to watch this. Mm-mm. You can go in this uh, fresh and enjoy it just like it was a, a brand new property, a brand new IP. You'll yeah. love it. Yeah. And and if you're like me, that'll just keep you uh, sane, not knowing anything about the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah. Don't don't dive into that. It's, it can be a deep, dark hole. Yeah. Just... Yeah. Just know that The Rock plays The Rock and Jason Statham plays Jason Statham and they hate each other. Exactly. So, well, cool, man. Um, well, what you got? What you got for us this week as far as recommendations go? My recommendation this week, um, I've gone back and forth. I'm going to go because I, this movie's been on my mind since I watched it. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I can't say enough about it. Um, we might do a review after you watch it, so I'm not going to say too much other than that this movie. If you like Tarantino, you'll like it. But I walked out of the theater and was ready to turn around and go watch it again. And this is a two-hour and 45-minute movie. Um, it's so good. I mean, then the last 30 minutes are some of the most crazy, crazy nonsense I've witnessed in a long time. It's it's great. That's all I'm going to say. Because, um, like I said, we might save that. And once you watch it, maybe do a review on that one. But right now that's the top top of my list cool man what about Uh, you uh i just bought madden 2020 or madden 20 i don't know how they're packaging it but uh if you're a video game fan and you're a madden fan i highly recommend it it's a lot of fun cool haven't played one in a long time when they took out the co-op uh uh, team aspect of it uh, Mm -hmm. i just fell off of it because me and my friends used to just play four on four or four players versus computer and once they took it out i just it, it lost me oh yeah sure yeah so uh but cool i've heard good stuff about it yeah man i uh i bought it last night and i've been trying to play it a little bit today on my day off while i've been working on other projects and stuff and i'm i'm having a lot of fun with it so highly recommend it all right well derek i guess we're done uh, i'll let you take us out i just want to say real quick uh send us some emails rfn.podcast1 at gmail.com uh, questions, comments about the episode, about whatever 
uh, I just want to engage with the with her fans, and or hopefully we'll have fans, <laughs> and uh, answer some questions uh, and have a good time with it. Yeah, absolutely, man. So uh, hit us up at that Gmail account, and again, you can always get a hold of us on uh, in the Facebook group or Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Speaking of Twitter, he's at Jason76Z. I'm at Derek Zoo, and we are out of time. Guys, thank you so much. We'll see you guys back here next week for a brand new episode of Ramblings from Nowhere with Jason Holt.